Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at at Sarah S.A. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In Awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Well, my friends, are you ever in for a treat for today's episode as we round out our inspirational series on courage? Our guiding quote for this series is, courage is the most important of the virtues because without it, no other virtue can be practiced consistently. And that is by my shiro, Dr. Maya Angelou. If you've been following along, you have heard from women in this series who have all learned in their own way to live courageously, embracing better understanding of who they are to be in this world and living in a way that is aligned with that truth. Is there any better way to show courage than to show up as your most authentic self? Today's guest is one of my favorite people on the entire planet, and I cannot wait for you to hear her courage story. Lisa Gady is a passionate and purpose leader who has learned to use her strengths as her superpowers to serve others. In her new role as business growth strategist for the Unstoppable Entrepreneur, she uses her abilities to encourage others to reach their dreams. Prior to this new role, Lisa served as a speech-language pathologist for 30 years. She is a loving mother of a young adult son, spouse, and a stepmom. And Lisa enjoys exercising, reading, knitting, crocheting, taking part in Twitter chats, listening to podcasts, spending time with family and friends, and loving on her awesome dogs. In this episode, we discuss Lisa's courageous journey into discovering more about herself, which led her to a big leap in her career recently. She shares about her experiences and learning to embrace her strengths in order to discover how to live aligned in her work. And she shares how she is using her skills and prior experience in the education field to serve clients in her new role. This is the second time that I have interviewed Lisa on this podcast, and each time I get to interact with Lisa is a true gift of an experience. I want you to be sure to check out her first episode from 2019 in our series on gratitude. I linked it in the show notes for you to make it easier for you to catch her inspiration. But today's message is the one that I believe is perfectly time for you to hear right now, my friends. Lisa lives life in a way that deeply inspires and motivates me to become my most courageous version, and I know she will do the same for you in this interview. It is with deep honor sheer joy, and great enthusiasm that I share with you my dear friend, Lisa Gady's Courage Story. I am so excited to have you here on the show. Yay. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh my goodness. So we have you on the show for the second time, and this is a totally new series, but I don't know if listeners have heard about you before. So before we rock into this, will you just share with them, of course, I read your bio, but would you give a little bit about your current context and what you're up to in this world? Sure. So I am Lisa Gady, and I, well, I spent 30 years as a speech pathologist in an elementary school. And then January of this year, I decided to take a really big out of my box jump into a completely different field. I'm now working full time for a company called The Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And so that's been a that's been a big big thing for me this year, um, being able to do that. I'm still in Wisconsin um, with my family and my son and my dogs, and um, otherwise everything's the same. <laughs> Just that big leap. <laughs> everything's the same, but everything's different because you know the last time we talked, there wasn't a global pandemic. <laughs> there was not. Yeah, that that's also been a big change. But you know. As much as people, the pandemic has been awful in so many ways. And yet, had it not been for the pandemic, where I am right now would not have happened. And so 
one aspect of me is very grateful that it happened because my theory is always out of every tragedy, out of every unfortunate situation comes such great growth and great beauty, even though at the time, while you're immersed in it, it's mucky and you can't see it. On the back end of it, you can look back at it and say, what an unbelievable experience that at the time seemed terrible, but such great things came out of it. And I think that's just something I try to always look at is taking that situation and what did I also learn from it? Um, my current boss, Kelly Roach, she always says, if you're not winning, you're learning. You're not failing, you're learning. And um, this was a big learning opportunity for me, that's for sure. I love that. And I love the fact that you mentioned that quote is actually my one of my brother's favorite, which I'll have to find the who it's attributable to in the actual, which is that you either win or you learn. <laughs> you never lose. Kinda. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's awesome. I love it. Okay. So Lisa, we had you, I love how you said that you're grateful for the lessons of the pandemic because we <laughs> had you on a gratitude series, which is just so perfect. Um, and so listeners, I will be sure to link her original episode. You're going to have to check that back. I've only had a handful of people back on the podcast. Um, and, and Lisa's just such a special person. Lisa, you are a, a dear friend of mine and a true soul sister. And I'm so excited for this message to land for people. And featuring you on the Courage series is really fun because I've had a front seat um, to watch the courage that you've displayed, not only just in the last year, you're, you know, but ever since we met, but just learning more and more about you, I realize how incredible of a person you are and how courageous you truly are. And then we probably won't unpack every small detail that I would be able to point out to you. I know that the <laughs> listeners are going to really gain from the big highlights here. So I was wondering if you would just take us down a little bit of a path. You said that you were a speech language pathologist for 30 years until you weren't. And I would just love for you to share the unfolding of that story uh, because it's very courageous. Talk to us about that. I sure will. So, you know, I think it's probably what many people go through. They study for something, you know, in my degree, it didn't allow me a lot of wiggle room. It didn't allow me to teach in a classroom or do other things. So I really just did that. And once you get into that phase of life, especially as you get older, I mean, I'm going to be 54 this summer, you think, well, this is just what I've always done. And it brings me income. And I love working with the students and families. And so you do it. And you think, there's my dream life. I, you know, I have enough to pay my bills and I can give to other people and I can give to charities. And so you do it. And yet, the whole time you're doing it, as much as certain aspects of it fulfill you completely, there still is this feeling of, but there's got to be more. There's got to be something else I'm supposed to be doing because I just feel a reach and a push to be doing it. But I just thought, it's what I've always done. It's what I'll always do. And I'll retire as a speech therapist. And the pandemic brought about that time where it was... Um, you're your home and you're, you want to better yourself. And I'm thinking, you know, I can't get another degree at this point, but I, I could do something different. And so that started me on a path of you and Lavana Roth um, with different programs to help me learn more about myself, help me. Because one of the things, Sarah, is that, and you know this, I tell you this often, you aren't just watching my journey. You really had such a hand in starting my journey and pushing me forward and helping me to see so many things about myself that I did not, well, I might've known, but I wasn't going to embrace because 
I didn't believe it about myself. And so during that time, I took some year coaching and Lavana's coaching to just dig a little bit deeper, find out what can I be doing? I feel like I've got this passion to be doing something. I'm not sure what it is. And learning about myself, learning about all of the different things that make up me, that make me messy and quirky and <laughs> different to people are also those things that I think God just particularly built me and gifted me with because he expects me to be doing something different than what I've been doing. And it was through going through those different coaching. And I, and I honestly, I think everybody would benefit from coaching continually because you don't know really what there is to know about you until someone starts to ask you to really start looking at you. And so mm. I learned a lot about myself, my passions, what I'd like to do and started. Also, the other thing is that when you start and it started with Twitter, when you when I joined Twitter a little over a year ago, you were with these people who just see the good things about you and they share them. And so you start to take that lack of confidence and all of a sudden you start to believe in yourself, but you're still just, you know, you're behind a screen and you're like, I have to stay here on Twitter and feel really good that I can contribute once in a while. And it doesn't sound foolish. And then you realize that, oh gosh, I do have some things I could do different. And oh, they see that as a strength. And that's what happened from being in collective groups with years in Lovana's programs was that I got to surround myself by these people who shared with me things they loved about me, shared with me strengths they saw, and just get, it was almost like jet fuel. It just <laughs> allowed me to go, oh, I can do this. And all of a sudden, this person who would never step out of her box because she wasn't comfortable. I mean, I think back to the first time we did this podcast, and I know that um, the Staff Room podcast had asked me to join theirs too. And I was like, no, I can't do that. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And uh, you had to twist my arm a little bit. You're like, you can do this. And I'm thinking, well, somebody else wants to take my place. You let them take my place. Um, because it was that was scary. I had not put myself out there. And so during that process, I got the confidence to believe in myself and have these people that helped me to do that continually. And so when my school wasn't happy with the aspect of my wanting to stay home rather than being face to face with kids, and um, I really got to a point where I felt very much the victim, like, oh, poor me. I can't do this. I can't do anything else because all I have is a speech degree. And all of a sudden I thought, well, why can't I? I'm hearing lots of people tell me things they feel are strengths of mine. Why can't I do something different? Oh, my goodness. Because it's so perfect. I wanted to mention a couple of things as I was listening to you, um, because there's so much courage in what you're talking about now anyway, because you joined, you chose to invest in yourself and join two programs, mine and Lavana's. And in those spaces, you know, you talked about being surrounded by people who were talking about your strengths and pouring into you these pieces of you that you knew, but you didn't know that they had worth. But I wanted to point out when you said that you we're like, oh, someone else can take my spot. It reminds me so much of an Enneagram nine, that sloth piece that the nines challenge with. It's like, I'll make a commitment, then I'm going to probably bow back on it. <laughs> Could we just unpeel that a little bit before we get into your choice to launch into a new career since you're there? Absolutely. That is one of, if you ask any of my friends, Sarah Johnson, if you said to them, what is one thing that drives you nuts about Lisa? <laughs> that will be it. 
she, people will say, Hey, let's do this. And I'll go, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. Sure. will. and just before I'm supposed to do it, I'll be like, sorry, guys can't do it. <laughs> not going to be doing it. Oh, it drives them crazy. But you've discovered that that's not just a Lisa Gady trait. That actually is pretty standard par for a person who is made up like you as an Enneagram nine, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that you discovered. I was just saying the power of that, the power of investing in myself with the both of you to learn that those things about me aren't a negative. They aren't a something I have to hide from people and not embrace. And they're actually the things that allow me to be strong in other areas. But I didn't, I would never have known that had I not joined the both of you to learn about myself. And, you know, we've dug so deep into the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs and, you know, the Enneagram is kind of how I see the world and the Myers kind of shows how the world sees me. And it gives me this great picture of myself that I haven't been able to really see before. And if I did see it, I didn't believe it. Um, And it's really different when you see these things that you don't necessarily think are great about yourself, but you realize they're not a you thing. They're a, you know, I, I, I don't want to say blame the Enneagram, but, but I can say it, you know, it's a neat, an Enneagram thing. And that's just how we function. And, you know, even like with the INFJs being such a small percentage of the population that is an INFJ makes me feel special now instead of negatively different. And I, and I think I'm kind of, the only way I can embrace kind of what's happened to me is that I've been able to see that 2% of the population as being a rare gift that I shouldn't hold back from the world because they're not getting it from 98% of the population they're coming in contact with. You have said some extremely profound things. Uh, one being that just right there that you're giving the world <laughs> What they aren't receiving from 98% of the population is fantastic. And I love how you said that the Enneagram is how you see the world and that the Myers-Briggs is how the world sees you. That's really powerful. And I wanted to mention too, you may not have even seen this yet, but I think about over the months of discovering this pieces of you in regard to the number, you thought you were a seven mm-hmm. to start with the Enneagram. <laughs> and you? let's face it, Sarah Johnson. It was probably because I was like, but I want to be like Sarah and she's a seven. <laughs> 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 you're kind of my idol. You know, you're kind of my idol. And so I'm like, oh, I'm a seven like Sarah is. But there are so many similar characteristics. That's the other thing that Enneagram can be really tricky until you find what yours is. And then you go, oh, so spot on when you can start to embrace them. Oh, yes. And what I love about your journey is, you know, you make me, I've, I've come to just deeply appreciate nines in a way that I, I would have never had, had I not had this experience of working with you and about four of our other uh, ladies in the crew that are nines and you all Mm -hmm. manage the world differently. You all come to the world differently. And that's, what's so important about the Enneagram is to know that, you know, you're in a different phase of life at a different space of health and, one of the things that we've pulled back is, you know, you can see throughout the the rear of your mirror where those unhealthy spaces of your life has been, but then to be yes. in a super healthy place right now that you are as this gorgeous, 
almost 54 year old nine that's just come into who she's truly, you know, meant to be that God is calling her to be this courageous version to embrace who you are and to be who you are is exceptionally powerful. And that's when I say that I watch it. That is the thing that I'm talking about. Like it's a thing of beauty, Lisa. It really is. (laughs) It, It feels beautiful from this side too. I never, ever believed I would be in a space of having the courage to just be my authentic self and take the thing, take the things that I never embraced about myself and have them lead me where I'm supposed to go. And it feels like that's what's happening. It feels like what I have learned about myself is leading me somewhere. And I'm just, you know, my one, you know, my one word for the year, it's, it's trust. And I am just trusting a lot. And that in itself, even through this process with your coaching, Sarah has, because you are such a great example of that. You are such a great example of, I'm leaving that up to God. I'm waiting to see where he's directing me. And, and though that hasn't been a strong enough focus in my life, I'm at that spot now. And the power in that is just truly amazing to be able to feel led to be doing something that you, you look back to, you know, in scripture where it says, I formed you all before I made you. And it's like, oh, you did. <laughs> and you had such plans. And a year from now, a year ago, I wouldn't have been able to be where I am now. And again, I think that was part of his plan. All of the things, good, bad, ugly, over the years have led me right to the spot and are catapulting me forward at a pace I can't even grasp at sometimes. But it's all by design. And that feels so amazing to finally be in complete alignment with where I feel like I should always have been. It's so powerful. And I think that it's a really great time to let have me um, let you go back to what you were saying, which, you know, you said your one word is trust. And I think that's so perfectly aligned with what you were saying before I interrupted you to get a little bit deeper into that digging into yourself, which I think will lead us now into this big career shift. So you had said that you were thinking, well, why can't I? <laughs> you know, I was, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking here, part of my other, yeah, I have a lot, I have many little mantras and little things that I kind of help guide me. And one of them is if I'm not part of the change, then I'm part of the problem. And so I could have sat and well, I'm sure I did for a period of time. It's also one of those, you've got five minutes to pout and then move it, get moving. Um, and so I'm sure that I did. I was very disturbed by that. And all of a sudden I went, and it was around that same time when I was learning so much about myself when I went, wait a minute, I am a wonderful being. And if they can't value that, I need to go where someone will. And it's due to me because I really do leave it with my heart. I really do try to um, have a positive impact on people. And I'm thinking, You've, you, I'm not going to sit in a place that doesn't value my worth. And so Again, Sarah, it's almost like I know for a fact that God has planted you in my life, too, because the the things that have happened in change and in just everything for me has happened since you and I met. And it's been, like I said, such a short period of time we met and then we've been connected ever since. And you knew me well enough to have had experience with someone from The Unstoppable Entrepreneur and it was again by chance as we were having one of our one-on-one coaching sessions where we were ready to hang up and you said, Oh, hang on. I got to tell you about this. 
And you're like, have you ever heard of this place? And I said, nope. And then you said, well, they have this opening. I think this would be like a perfect job for you. So look at the job description. Let me know. And I'm like, yeah, or, or you know, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, whatever. But then I think, yeah, but Sarah mentioned it. So it probably is very legitimate. And so I look at the job description and I'm like, <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus, that's just like me to a T. I can do all of that and I don't have any certification. I don't need any certification. It's again, not about what training have I had. It's about what kind of person I am and what outlook I have and what work ethic I have. I can learn the material for the program. I can learn that, but I can't learn relationship building. I can't learn leading with my heart. I can't learn um, being helping people be accountable. I can't learn giving people feedback, um, being kind. And that's what this job takes. And so it's, it's taking all those, it's almost like it took all of those things that the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram brought up for me and said, Hey, let's find you a job. That's going to let you put those skills to use every day. And I am working harder now than I have ever worked in my life. Um, I'm usually a very hard worker. I am working so hard and not one minute of it feels hard. Not one minute of it feels like work. I get, as I'm sitting with clients and, and helping them and planning their next steps in their path, I get done and feel like my whole life has just burst. It, it, it's unbelievable. Um, I, there's some days I just think, am I seriously doing this? This is like really a job because it really just feels like I just get to open my heart to people all day long. And it's still so surreal to me. So very surreal. It's really cool too, because I love how that story unfolds. You, when we were talking originally, before you even took the leap out of your um, teaching position or your education position, you were talking about encouraging and we talked about, you're like, how do I even make that into something? <laughs> and I just kind of chuckle because it's like so perfectly tied. But I also wanted to mention too, uh, this idea of courage, you didn't leap from one job to the next. There was a period of a lot of question in there. At one point, I wanted to make sure the listeners heard this. You were so giddy to just be making this courageous leap. Like there was fear there, but it wasn't the kind of fear that stops us. It's the fear that makes your heart pound. Like I'm really doing what God's asking me to. This is nuts, right? Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah, that is so accurate. Yeah. Perfect. You were willing to work at Walmart. I want that to be known that you're like, whatever, whatever this is in the in-between until I figure it out. Right. Well, and what's really funny is that I look back at, again, you have to look at God's hand in all of this because so I'm thinking, well, you know, I still need, I'm taking a leave of absence. So I still need to make an income. So, so my son was like, oh, my, who's going to be 22 this summer. He's like, you should come and work at Walmart with me. You can even be my department. I can train you. I can. And I'm like, Awesome. All I wanted was a job, a job where I didn't have to think I didn't have to do anything. I just had to like manual labor. I not, haven't had a job like that in lots of years. I thought, how refreshing. And so I thought, well, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I applied for all kinds of stuff. I had a job lined up to work telemarketing at a company out of um, La Crosse, Wisconsin, not too far from here. All of the material. <laughs> this is so funny. So my son gets me hired at Walmart. While I'm waiting to go to Walmart, all this huge box that weighed like 60 pounds shows up. The telemarketer job sent me two 
computer screens, a laptop, a headset, and I'm supposed to start this work. So it comes to my house on a Friday. I'm supposed to start working for them from my home on the Monday after that. It comes and I'm thinking, hmm. And at that time, I had learned from you about the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. And I thought, what am I going to do about that? Because they're like, if you want to start, you have to like do an interview with us next week. And I'm thinking, well, if I'm telemarketing, how am I supposed to like talk to you? And so this stuff comes. And then I said to my husband, I said, yeah, we should probably get that hooked up. And I said, and here's what's going to happen. I have this feeling we need a connection we don't have that we would have to have the phone company or whatever come and do for us. So I said, let's just do this. If we go to hook it up and it works, that was God's way of saying it was supposed to work. If we go to hook it up and it says it doesn't work, that was God's way of saying, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Well, lo and behold, there was not the right connection. And two days later, I was fired because I didn't show up to the training, but I couldn't show up to the training because the materials didn't work. But I also think that was God's plan because he knew I was supposed to be an unstoppable entrepreneur. And then Walmart fell through as well. So I was, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, I just have such faith this is going to happen that it'll work itself out. So in, in the span of about a month, I had four different jobs, opportunities. And the one that was supposed to work out worked out. And it was a giddy time. It was like, this is kind of exciting. And now it's <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. And I wanted to make sure that the listeners heard that because there's no, it, you know, when you take people have these beautiful leaping life stories, you know, you're even willing to do that. There's courage to do that in your fifties. I know plenty of people who are your exact same age who are saying, I'm going to hang in on and then I'm going to start a side gig and I'm going to keep doing this, even though I'm absolutely miserable doing what I'm doing until, you know, I can, or until I feel I can, but you, you didn't, your story is insanely inspiring. But the piece that I wanted to make sure that we heard is we don't do these things without knowing there's going to be, you know, somewhere we have to eventually land. Um, I, I don't think I've ever shared this. Maybe I have shared this with you, Lisa, when I took my leap. Now, listeners, remember, I resigned in February, but I finished my contact, contract at the end of June. And, you know, I did not spend time figuring out what was next. I just had this insane faith that it was going to work out. And it, there was a lot of fear there. But before I submitted my resignation, I there were two things that happened for me that really just kind of helped me humanly process. One was um, I knew that there was going to be a teaching position locally that I could look at if I needed to, A. And B, as I told my husband, you know, I can sub, I can do this or that, um, you know, to make income. We knew what our base income would be. And, you know, there's there's some privilege in this just knowing that, you know, we'd have to survive on one income, but we could. But knowing too, uh, I had a friend, um, Jake, and I've, Lisa, you know, Jake, yeah, you've yeah. heard about Jake. He had told me, um, just, I'll give you a bartending job or a serving job. And I remember thinking just that alone, knowing there was something that I could mm -hmm. lean into people that I trusted, there was something there helped, but knowing that it also had to be brave enough to say no to those seemingly safe choices too. Right. right. <laughs> that took almost Absolutely. as much courage, mm -hmm. not applying or not pursuing those or not saying yes to those. And it did to actually go for the things that mattered. Right. Well, and I think so many people don't think they have options. You have so many options and the thing that's supposed to land is going to land. And, but, but you just think, well, but I, but I can't do anything else, but I, there's nothing else, but there's, well, if I can take something that was so fine tuned, I always complained about that, man, I wish I would have, when I was taking 
courses, done something and got a second degree so that, you know, after you've been doing it 20 years, change is really nice. And you just, you, your mind lets you think I'm just stuck. You got to be stuck. That's just what you do. And, you know, I think that's the other big thing. You can't go somewhere else if you don't change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different happiness, different outcomes. And there's really a beautiful process in change, even though it is scary. And I would highly recommend it because <laughs> it is just really good. <laughs> I love it so much because it ties so much to this message that we speak about when we talk about whatever yes we give, we have to say no to something else. And when we say no to something, we open up ourselves the opportunity to say yes to something amazing. So I love the fact that this um, Walmart (laughs) fell through and that the telemarketing (laughs) position fell through because those were no's that ended up being your big yes. So I would love to hear, would you share with the listeners about your um, unstoppable entrepreneur world? Because by the way, that wasn't the safe yes either. Like you said, you didn't know much about it. It seemed great. Um, and it is a lot of work and you're got this high learning curve, but you're loving it. I want to hear all about it. Let's, let's just lay it on us. It is, you know, this is a company run by one of the most amazing ladies, Kelly Roach. She's been an NFL cheerleader. She's run fortune five. She's, um, worked her way up in fortune 500 companies. She now has her own company and in that company. And, and one of the reasons that I also, embrace this company so much is because her, it is such a difference, especially in this day and age with all the politics related to school and all of those things to have someone who is your boss, whose values and their mission and their vision align so well with your own. It's all about relationship building. It's yes, I expect you to work hard, but I will pour into you hard. I am. She does so many amazing things. In fact, that part of her company actually the um, Happy Family Foundation actually donates for every person who joins the organization, money goes towards a charitable cause. We just learned, and I had just posted on Facebook actually yesterday that she has funded wells in Malawi. Another one just got funded and those people now have clean drinking water. Her next one is for the National Association of Mental Illness because our goal for this year is to philanthropically give to mental health because it is such a significant issue in the world right now. And the giving heart, the giving to other people, it's always building up, encouraging others. My role is really as a business strategist and an accountability advisor. And so when people come into the company as our clients and they are either building their business from scratch or have this business that they're running, but they want to scale it to six, seven, eight figures and beyond. I help them to take all of the resources that she's developed that have made her successful in her business and I fine tune it for them. So what I tried to explain to one of my friends that in my role as a speech therapist, I worked with kids with a deficit and then gave them their specific strategy so that they could meet an end goal. I'm doing the same thing, but instead of working with deficit, I'm working with abundance and helping those people to just know out of all of these podcasts and modules and live calls that we have, what things do they need right now that are going to give them the best ROI on their business. And that just requires me to have monthly calls with them. I do touch points with them. They contact me whenever they need something. And I try to answer questions, help them through it. Um, We work on mindset. I mean, it's the whole package and it is, it's just, blows my mind. It's it's really amazing work. 
and I get to watch people make all of their dreams come true. It's really fascinating and it's really fun too because to the relationship for the clients we work with is paramount. And that's always how I went about when I was a speech therapist. The relationship was the most important. They have to know I am as invested in them as they are in their children. And in these people, I'm as invested in them and their goals as they are. And to have that, you know, to have people, I have a a wonderful client who lives in Germany. She will message me and she will leave me voicemails in my messenger almost daily sharing with me great things that happened. Little wins to her. They might not be financial at the time, but just to know somebody realizes I'm on their team, I'm their cheerleader. So that encouraging role that you and I have talked about is coming to life every day. And it's the most rewarding thing. Um, I never even imagined it was something I could be doing to the level, but I've always wanted to be able to take that, that ability that I have and that love that I have to do that to impact more than just the small town and handful of children I was impacting. And, and now it feels like my, it's overwhelming at times. My reaches, I mean, I have clients in Australia, I have clients in Germany, um, North Carolina. I mean, they're all over the place. Um, but it's, it's so, when you're doing something that aligns with you, it is the most amazing thing in the whole world. So the stepping out of my box and taking that jump, yep, really scary. But also, the most rewarding. And you know, it's usually those things, those hard things that you do that seem like, I can't get through this right on the other side of it. One action away is great beauty and great reward that you won't find unless you you have the courage to do that. And what I've predicted, I had the courage to do this, never. But again, surround yourself with people who help you to see that and you will. I am living proof of that. That's so beautiful, Lisa. My heart is just pounding. I love it. I am so grateful that we got this figured to get you on the podcast and that the listeners could hear this mission in your message because it inspires me. I'm aware of it, but just rehearing some details and hearing you speak with passion here at the end about the role that you get to serve in that company is so powerful to hear. And I just want to thank you. Um, and I'm sad that our time is nearly up. No, <laughs> You've got to start having like two hour podcasts with you and I are on it. That's right. <laughs> Okay, my friend. Well, your courage journey is deeply inspiring, just like every other journey that you take. And I'm so grateful that I get to share you and end this incredible series with you. And I know we're going to end this podcast episode with a couple of questions that are going to be inspiring too. So are you ready for those questions? Yes, ma'am. Bring them on. All right, my friend. So if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? Here's what I would say. When people share with you things that they value about you, embrace them, believe them and act on them. That's beautiful. I I think there was a deep mission in that one. And so listeners, when people say things they value about you, embrace them, believe them and act upon them. It's fantastic. How about this one? If listeners find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what could you say to help them rise up out of it? One of my, the greatest things kind of coupled with the last answer, actually, I I constantly write out a positive mantra. I write things that I say to myself. One of the things that I think impacts so many of us is negative self-talk. And that starts so early. And so for lots of years, several decades, I listened to those negative voices. And then you start to embrace 
what you've told yourself that whole time. And usually it's ridiculous. Now I can look back and go, what, why was I even saying that to myself? But you just get in that habit, that learned behavior of doing that. So daily, start your morning off with gratitude. Say kind things to yourself. Tell yourself what you're able to do. I actually write them down and I have them sitting right next to my desk. I add to them frequently. When I'm starting to hesitate or doubt something about myself, I turn it into a positive statement. I write it down and I put it on repeat for the rest of the day. And I find that not only does it help me when I hear another person do it, I give them a positive mantra for the day because the power to use your mind and funnel it for, for the good, it, it, it changes your whole mindset. It changes your whole ability and outlook to see the world in a completely different way. Again, more deeply inspiring advice. And I love how that demonstrates that not only are you an encourager to others, but you also realize that there's um, importance in encouraging yourself. And I think that's a too often overlooked important skill for all of us to develop. So thank you for that so much. All right, my friend, listeners are going to want to get a hold of you. So what is the best way to engage with you after this interview? Let's see. I am Lisa Gady on Facebook. I'm at Chatty Gady on Twitter. Um, or you can email me at Lisa K1967 at gmail.com. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll be sure to link all of them so that listeners can get a hold of you. And I love the Chatty Gady. I'll never get over that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lisa, you are a true gift to me, um, to this podcast, to anybody you use your God-gifted skills and passions to serve. And I'm just so deeply grateful that you would make space during a very busy time to be able to have this interview so that we can show the world what courage can look like. And I think the encouraged <laughs> for you are really going to be grateful for this interview. So thank you so much, Lisa. You are so welcome, Sarah. I am so, so grateful. Uh, you have been such an amazing influence in my life. And I am forever grateful for that. My friend feeling is totally mutual. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast. And I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests. And I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.